Hello and welcome back to the Physique Development Podcast. You are here with Coach Sue and Coach Katie, and this is part two of actually our postpartum series that we are so, so excited to be able to bring you. So if you didn't listen to part one, part one is going to be going over just some different considerations you need to take in uh, when it comes to postpartum in general. So we talk about some different lifestyle habits or aspects that are going to be extremely beneficial when it comes to that postpartum time frame. And today, we are going to be talking about training and all the different training considerations. And Coach Katie, should I just get back to training just right away, right after I give birth, grow a human and push them out or get them taken out of my uh, abdomen? That That's what I should do, right? Back to training right away. Please don't do that. Okay. I'll probably hunt you down and um, I don't know what, but I will be super mad. So no, we do not do that. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions around how to handle postpartum when it comes back to exercise, which we will touch on a lot of different things here, but I've seen and heard just some horrific stories of moms going to their postpartum appointment, their doctor telling them like, all right, here we go. Like you're good to go. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to just go start running or I'm ready to go back to the gym. The doctor said I was fine. And I was like, hold up, not quite. They may have said that. Right. But you're not really ready yet. So that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, A few things, like Sue said, just to take into consideration, like the type of birth that you had, um, whether it's vaginal or a C-section, that is a huge trauma to your body. And it will take more than six weeks or sometimes eight weeks, just depending on when you get released. But it will take more than that time frame for you to even like be remotely ready to get back into the gym. And that's okay. Like that, I want to say very clearly, is completely okay. And that is the time strength time strain, time constraint or time frame that's put in place for your health and for your recovery. Just like if you were to break your arm and the doctor were say, hey, you need to be in this cast for six weeks before you can do anything, you want to be able to follow those guidelines. And sadly, what we've found with a lot of clients is they're not getting great information from their doctors. And we are not saying that's all doctors, but we have seen lots of situations of clients not getting accurate information or really just not getting a lot of detail in general. And I'll have past clients of mine who have given birth who reach out to me and they're like, hey, I really need to get back in the gym. I'm two weeks postpartum. And like, what exercises should I do? And I'm like, none. (laughs) You need to slow down for a second and really help your body repair. And I want to hone in on what Katie said there is it is a trauma to your body and an open wound. Regardless of if you do a C-section or a vaginal birth, there are that it is a wound and it is a trauma to your body. And that's not all going to be fixed and ready to go in one week. So don't take that six weeks or that eight weeks as a death sentence. It is really your life sentence to make sure that everything is moving and grooving and in a solid spot. Because when you really think about or learn about what all happens to your body during pregnancy and how things are moving internally, and then what damage, um, and I don't want to say like forever damage, but what damage or trauma 
trauma that's putting on your physique, it'll be a lot easier to wait that time frame because you're like, oh, wow, this makes sense. And I should wait this and make sure everyone around me knows that this is the time frame that is needed so that I don't get some backwards comment of why I'm not looking a certain way or doing a certain thing yet because I have the facts, which we will teach you, especially if you're a physique development client, we'll make sure you have those facts so you can advocate for yourself and be able to advocate for your family as well. Yeah, nothing but facts here. And one fun fact that I do know about the wound is it's supposed to be, not supposed to be, but I've seen a lot of like doctors talk about this. It's like a dinner dinner plate sized wound inside of your uterus from where the placenta like detaches as you give birth. That is one fact for you. Terrible to think about, but that's just a great example. (laughs) Great example of like, hey, that shit will not heal fast. So we need to be slow here. Yes. So what other considerations? We talked about type of birth, but what other considerations do we need to take into consideration? (laughs) What considerations do we need to take into consideration? What things do we need to take into consideration as we are thinking about what life looks like postpartum? Say consideration again. Consideration. (laughs) Take a shot every time I say consideration. So a few considerations outside of the type of birth that you had when you're looking to get back into exercise postpartum would be things like, first of all, are you breastfeeding? That has a huge role to play in some things, especially in regards to nutrition, which we will touch on in another podcast, but it still matters when you're training as well. Um, organ prolapse, is there anything in your internal organs that did not quite heal properly or maybe got damaged while giving birth. Um, that is definitely something to consider when you start training um, the amount of weeks postpartum you are. So like Sue kind of gave the example of she had someone maybe one or two weeks postpartum coming to her like, hey, I'm ready to go. But like, but you're not. But that's OK. <laughs> um, but maybe someone's coming to me. There are 12 weeks postpartum. So that is a huge role, kind of how they've healed in that time frame of something to consider as well. Um, also, your fitness level during pregnancy, what you were doing, how active you were. Some women get put on bed rest um, and that may play a role in how you get back into exercise as well. Um, your center of gravity is shifting back to normal. So while you had a larger stomach growing a human, your center of gravity shifts a little bit. And while that's shifting back, it some movements can just feel off, quote unquote, not the same. So that's something to consider as well. And the last thing, which is my favorite is, um, have you seen a pelvic floor therapist or not? So I don't claim to be a professional when it comes to pelvic floor therapy. I know the brief ins and outs, and I can guide you in the right direction, but I always do like my clients to go see someone. I help them. I refer them out. I try to look up some places in their area that they can go. Um, but those are some huge, huge things that we like to kind of dial in on when I first start working with someone postpartum. Yeah. And even if you aren't working with a coach, these are things that are kind of your checklist of where am I at? And from this podcast, what information can I garner moving forward? And I love that you talked about, okay, what if someone does come to me 12 weeks postpartum, and then you add it on and depending what they've done in that time frame. And I think that's a really important distinction to make. And this is something we talk about within competing is there's a difference between um, 
time away from the stage and an improvement season. So someone could take three years off from the stage and be like, I had three years of improvement season. It's like, did you really improve for three years? Or was it kind of like I effed off for two years and then I got back into it and had six months of an improvement season? So a similar concept here when we're looking at postpartum is someone could be 12 weeks postpartum and still not be in a solid spot to be able to go back to the gym if they have different things like uh, organ prolapse or their pelvic floor, maybe they did not work on their pelvic floor at all throughout pregnancy, and then the birth process and everything happening on that side, now they really need to focus on their pelvic floor. Um, and then, of course, taking in the, the other things like your level of fitness or if you were put on bed rest, because that's all going to go into what that time frame is. So when we say that six to eight weeks, that's going to be generally if everything goes as planned. But there's always going to be little asterisks there of, hey, if this happened to you, we might need to add on one or two more weeks or we might need to add on four more weeks. And just being able to be open to that process instead of thinking, and we talked about this in the first episode, of I need to bounce back. I need to get back to it. Because we talk about this a lot in general, but I think very much so when it comes to postpartum is you always want to think about being flexible with the plan because the circumstances are going to be different. So don't hold yourself to a standard of a plan that doesn't fit you or your circumstances and be able to be flexible of understanding what the circumstances are and what your personal plan needs to be. There's a reason that there's birth plans for each mom and it's going to look vastly different and same as your postpartum plan of what that looks like for you specifically. Specifically. So always be able to take those things into consideration, take another shot, uh, to be able to build out what that uh, postpartum plan looks like for you. Yes, exactly. And that's kind of something that we can continue to build off of as um, our next note here was taking into consideration, once again, if I've worked with someone throughout their whole pregnancy or they're coming to me postpartum and I don't have like the data, the notes of everything that they have done, I will make it work either way. But knowing where exactly someone went into labor, delivery, their C-section, what have you, and having them talk to me and be in communication with me those first few weeks, letting me know how they feel, et cetera, is obviously setting us up for success in the long run because I have every single little bit of data point that I know going into their rehab postpartum, how to handle things, where they're at, if they have um, ab separation right away, we can do like a self-assessment and all of that kinds of stuff. So I really, really like to emphasize the importance of staying active during pregnancy where you can, of course, because that just will help tenfold in your postpartum experience. But like we said, it's not always possible. Um, but as from a coach aspect, it is so much nicer to have the data points to know exactly where we're coming from and just not pick up from there because we definitely are not. But it just really helps when building out things um, postpartum too in comparison when someone who will come to me who maybe is like 10 weeks postpartum or tried to do a few things on their own and maybe it didn't go quite as planned. And then now we almost have to take a few steps back and be like, okay, you did X, Y, and Z when you should have done this instead. A, B, and, and C. it's just, 
Yeah, I couldn't think of a better <laughs> term to use, so that works. Um, so yeah, that is just something that I've been seeing here recently with clients or I have a client who just gave birth and now she's like three weeks postpartum and she immediately was like, hey, here's an update. I'm two weeks here. I'm not tracking. I'm this, I'm that. And I'm like, perfect. Here's a few movements you can do. Here's how to self-assess yourself for ab separation. Let me know. And then we can pick up where she left off. Are you wanting to hire the last coach you will ever need? Well, look no further. Physique Development is here to help you. We have a huge emphasis on knowledge and communication and making sure you know how to get yourself in the best position so you never have to hire another coach again. If this sounds great to you, then go ahead and fill out the inquiry link in the show notes or the description box, and we would love to get on a call with you. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that you can do for yourself throughout this time frame is to give yourself grace because this is not going to be the process that you're probably thinking it's going to be. You have a whole new body, and Katie's going to talk about that here in a second, of you're navigating through a whole new body, a new relationship with your body, a new relationship with your spouse or whoever you had the child with because now you're navigating through not only being in a relationship relationship together, but you have now a familial unit that you're trying to figure out a new schedule. There's so much new happening, and the more grace you can have with yourself as well as the other people involved in your life during this time, the better things are going to be instead of setting this super high expectation and then beating yourself down throughout the process. So grace is definitely the name of the game throughout this time frame of just I'm figuring out a new life and a new body. And I cannot expect myself to be 100% ready to go, have it not only all figured out, but then also look the same and feel the same as I did prior. No, not at all. And that's one thing that with just like this whole, not only new body, but like Sue said, just this new lifestyle of you and your spouse now getting through, there are going to be weeks where not only in the early postpartum period, whatever, but just in general, when you're like, I'm going to crush it when the time comes at the gym this week and you're ready to go training like four or five days a week, whatever it is, you're at like seven months postpartum, you're just loving it. And then all of a sudden, like your baby won't sleep, your husband or whatever gets super, super busy with work and mom just being the default parent, speaking from experience, you have to like navigate and shift and find other ways to move your body. Or maybe that means your fitness takes a step back for a couple of weeks and you just have to focus on your family. And that's something that was completely new to me. We touched on in the previous episode, but being able to really work through that and navigate that while your body seems so foreign almost is hard. And it can seem a little bit discouraging in a way to where you look at like, Hey, I was here. I was doing all this. I was deadlifting 300 pounds. And now I'm like struggling to train three days a week. And you're like, well, what the heck is going on? But the name of the game is grace and things will get better. And just with everything, your fitness journey has seasons as well. Sometimes your fitness can be a top priority. Sometimes it's like, okay, move for 30 minutes today and then get back to taking care of things as well. And then that's the win as it was still the win when you were training X amount of days per week. And so being able to grade yourself on those different scales and being able to see what is success in that way. So with us talking about that, so we'll kind of go off on a little tangent, but one I think that is helpful is what helped you obviously giving yourself grace, but was it helpful to put things in context or to recognize, like you said, 
there's different seasons of your fitness, even though I'm sure you still had major frustrations during those timeframes or there was either regressions or again, a schedule changes or again, I'm in a great spot with training and it feels like I have to take a step back. How did you mentally deal with that, emotionally deal with that um, throughout the process to make sure that you could show up for your family without extreme resentment um, and making sure that you're still able to show up for yourself even if it looked differently? Yeah, that's so great that you brought that up because the first thing I was going to say, I didn't handle it the best. I <laughs> low-key like resented the fact that my partner got to just like wake up at 5 a.m. Granted, he still does very hard things, but he got to wake up at 5 a.m., go to the gym, go work for how long, come home in the evening, and then help with bedtime, and that was it. And I was like, well, what the heck? Like I am over here struggling to even move my body or find like 45 minutes to go to the gym. So for a second, it was just like me almost, I don't want to say the term feeling sorry for myself because, but that's just how I think of it. But that's not it. I was just upset and frustrated. Didn't know how to handle this new just life change and working through that, expressing that to Zach at obviously, but, or your partner is going to be huge. So communication goes a long way. Um, and he would be like, okay, well, how about I come home early these days? And that way you can go to the gym. And then I remember vividly some days he'd come home early. He's like, all right, I'm here because you're going to go to the gym. I'd be like, well, shit, like, I don't feel like going to the gym. <laughs> he's like, I came home. So you have to go. So that is obviously great communication first, but then obviously also shifting your mindset a little bit towards, okay, well, what do I have access to that I can fit into my schedule? And that's where I've become someone who doesn't mind home workouts. I used to absolutely <laughs> despise them because they're just not the same. But when all you've got is 30 minutes and some dumbbells and stuff in your garage while your kid naps, like you're just going to make the most of it and accepting that and just kicking your own ass for 30 minutes because you know that's all you've got is going to be huge. And at the end of that 30 minutes, I feel better mentally because I moved my body. I got a good sweat in, things like that. And then I don't resent anyone. So <laughs> it was kind of just swallowing my pride a little bit, accepting the fact like, okay, I'm just going to have to do this for X amount of time until our schedule shifts again. And then I started to feel better. I didn't mind it anymore. So that's how I was able to work through it mentally anyway. Yeah, mindset, I think, is huge with anything within fitness. But like you said, you had to shift your mindset instead of constantly thinking, I don't like home workouts. They're not the same. You were like, this is what I have. So I have to make the most of it. Like, I can't keep that mindset because if you kept that mindset of I hate home workouts and Zach isn't helping me and all of this, that would have not only been so difficult for your relationship with Zach, but it would have been very difficult for your relationship with yourself because you're going to be down on yourself of not only not being able to do the thing that you want to, or you're grading yourself on that same scale. And so mindset is so, so, so important. So being able to communicate with your partner, as well as being able to communicate with yourself, and maybe it is making a list of these are non-negotiables that I need to have in the day so I can be the best mom. And you have that conversation with your partner of how can we make sure that these things are prioritized for me so that I don't lose my sanity or I don't build excess resentment and I'm still able to be the version of myself that I need to to show up for the versions that you need and that our, our child needs and what that looks like. So really being able, conversations, mindset, grace are going to be three big pillars that you're going to want to have at the core of this as 
as you're going through this brand new experience. For sure. And then one other side of mentality or emotional that you can speak on as well as tying that into how you look at your body. Um, because obviously things are different. Things have shifted. Your hips might be wider. No matter what happens, you may have just some like softer skin in your abdomen or what have you. And it's, it's hard to see. Um, but shifting your mindset from once again, I, like we said, I hate home workouts to this is what I've got. I better make the best of it. It's almost shifting your mindset from like, ew, I hate my body. It's changed so much. And saying all of those negative thoughts to yourself every time you see yourself or you're like, hey, my body birthed my (laughs) daughter, my son. And while it might not be the same anymore, it still did this amazing thing. Mm -hmm. It healed. It nourished my child. I'm fucking strong. So once I was also able to look past that stuff, not saying that there aren't days where I feel self-conscious because I'm human. We're all human. But being able to really focus on like all the cool shit that mm-hmm. your body has just done has been huge. <laughs> yes. So let's go ahead and come back to you just gave birth. And what does it look like those first few weeks? What should people be focusing on if they're not focusing on getting in the gym directly postpartum? So a few things that we should be focusing on are easy, quote unquote, things to add to your lifestyle. So I like to always tell people, and I did this myself as well, is focus on getting your routine with your newborn. I mean, as much of a routine that you can with a newborn, you're going to be sleep deprived. You're both probably going to be hungry, stressed out. Drink all of your water is the first thing. So especially if you're breastfeeding, we'll speak on that a little bit more in the nutrition one, but water is key. Um, and for one of the first things we can always start is just doing some core connection workout, not workouts, exercises, breathing. You can literally do these like lying in bed at night, just lying on your back, really focusing on connecting to your core, breathing properly and things like that, um, as well as just walking. So you can start with just a 10 minute walk, whatever is comfortable for you, and then work on increasing that maybe each week or by like five minutes or so. Once again, everyone's going to be at a different fitness level postpartum and everyone's going to be in a different spot, whether they had like a C-section and things once again, but it's good to at least get outside, get some vitamin D, get some fresh air, get out of the house and just get some steps in. So those are the first few things that we focused on in that early time postpartum. Um, And a few things to also make note of that I want to make sure we say is if you feel any like achiness, soreness, or if you have like bleeding that reoccurs or gets worse, that's a sign that you're doing too much and to listen to your body, take a step back, wait a few days, and then maybe try again because that happened to me. (laughs) Um, Also, one other thing I'll add here is posture. And that's something that you can focus on throughout this time because you are going to be leaning over a uh, bassinet or a a cradle. You're going to be holding your baby, possibly breastfeeding. But even if you are not nursing, you are still going to be feeding your baby. And so that's going to matter of how you're holding and like if you're hunched over or not, um, as well as like you might be picking up car seats or um, different aspects 
like that. So really being able to focus on your posture. And these might seem like such simple goals of, oh my gosh, my goals before were to make sure I got to the gym five times a week and I lifted this much and I hit all of my macros. But again, setting those expectations of my goals right this second to be able to get to my future goals. We always want to look at in order to get to where I want to go, what? how do I work backwards? And when you work backwards and get all the way to the front, those first few steps are water, getting some steps and or some movement in, um, working on your posture, and then you can do some core exercises as well. So these might seem simple, but like Katie said, you're really focusing on a new routine as well. So being able to realize, okay, this is the beginning structure of my new routine with a new baby and really nailing that down and giving myself space during this to figure it out. Because again, you're doing something new. You cannot expect yourself to already have it figured out. And I cannot repeat that enough because I know, especially once you're an adult, you start to resent yourself for things that you're a beginner at. And it is so easy to do in every aspect of life. And there's things that I find myself getting so frustrated when I'm a beginner because I forget that it's the same process of when I was young of you need to take the beginning steps to be able to grow in that and to get to the point that you are now. And so really being able to think, these are just my priorities right now, making a little checklist, making a schedule out of your new priorities will give you that focus to keep working towards something instead of feeling like, well, I want to do more um, or I want to get back to normal. You have your checklist, so you're just able to go through it until you got to form your next checklist. Um, and that's going to give you some structure and also be able to give you kind of where that light at the end of the tunnel is. If you're so excited to get back to training, you know, all right, I need to accomplish these things before I can go on to the next. And then the next after that, I can go on to training. So I'm going to be a superstar and really focus on these things so I can be a superstar when I get to the training aspect. Exactly. <laughs> and then when you get to that actual training aspect, so I always like to start making, making sure that we do have a clearance from a physician either way, whether we believe with what they say or the advice that was given, it's so important to get that medical clearance from your physician first before starting any sort of exercise routine. And that's something I always like to make sure I have from my clients as well, whether we work together the whole time or not, like, hey, make sure you're cleared, make sure things at least have healed fine from the outside, and then we can take it from there. And when that time comes around six or eight weeks, once again, just depending on the circumstance, that's when we can implement a little bit more just either body weight movements or banded exercises or some very, very light um, dumbbell resistance movements. And at this time, I like moms to, if they can, we can still train at home. If they're still really worried about being in the routine with their baby or their breastfeeding, so they're scared to be away for so long or whatever it may be, these are going to be the few weeks where I always say this too, that your workouts are going to probably seem a little bit boring. Um, they're not going to seem super challenging. Maybe a few movements will just as your body adjusts and get back into the swing of things. But these are when you want to focus on just being intentional within the movements, intentional within the form. And then later on, we can really focus on that intensity. So like Sue said, you're kind of speaking towards 
reaching that long-term goal of getting back in the gym and training with intensity. Whereas right now we're really just focusing on using the form, being intentional with everything that we're doing, breathing properly throughout all of the movements as well. Um, because these things are so important. And if we skip through them, like we said, our checklist is here. And if we skip anything, it could set us back in the long run too. Yeah. And that's exactly it is it will set you back. It's not always about doing more. It's about following what the plan is. And we talked about this recently on a podcast talking about when Alex and I were sick. And this is something that a lot of people can understand. So even if you haven't given birth yet, or you're not a mom, you know, when you're sick, if you try to get back to going full throttle too soon, you end up staying sick or getting re-sick or elongating your sickness. So you want to think about a very similar concept when it comes to um, postpartum is if you try to do too much too quick and try to like just get after it, you are going to prolong it. You are going to push back that timeline. So even if it does seem boring, monotonous, tedious, I do not care, honestly, because that is just part of the steps. I didn't love that when I got back to training after being sick, that it was just like barely moving my body. I wanted to get in there and lift some freaking weights, but I just couldn't. And the more that I was able to really honor what my body needed, the better my recovery has been. And now I feel great to go in and really get after some weights instead of doing it prematurely. Exactly. I'll use one example of myself. I remember I did all of the boring things the first six to eight weeks postpartum. I really didn't even step foot in the gym until like seven weeks. And even then I was like, I'm going to go light. But my, I guess you could say gauge of light was mm -hmm. just freaking wrong Great because what was light for me, even during pregnancy, because I lifted pretty frequently during pregnancy, I didn't lose a ton of strength, but obviously lost some. So even going light during pregnancy compared to the, how light I had to go postpartum was just like, okay, we got to chill out. It was something like my ego took a hit, but that's okay. And that is something that I always remind clients of too. And just being able to use my own past experience, obviously, it's not the same for everyone, but just showing like, hey, it may be even lighter than you think. It may have to go even slower than you think, but it will be worth it. Don't hurt yourself. It will be fine. <laughs> Yeah. And I can also say Katie has since then gotten to a point where she's um, having some crazy strength as well. I know she's not always at the gym as often as she would like to be, um, because like we said, life changes and you just got to deal and roll with what's being thrown at you and set your new uh, set of expectations. But she has definitely gotten to an incredible spot when it comes to training and her physique, but it did just take time to get there. And if you have that mentality you're going to be a lot more successful than thinking it's all going to happen overnight. Um, so when it comes into getting in the gym, you do also want to figure out what light is for you. And I would recommend, again, going lighter than you think because you can always increase the weight if you need to. If it was way too light, go and pick up another weight. Go, And that's awesome for also your headspace because you're like, that was way too light for me. I'm going to go pick something <laughs> up. I literally use this hack when I'm like buying clothes. I'll get like the size if I'm in between sizes 
sizes, I'll choose the bigger size to try on first because then I'm like, yep. those are too big on me. I'm going to go get the smaller size. And it's oh, like, don't mind me. yeah, don't mind me. That was too big versus like putting on something and it's like you're like a can of biscuits and it's like, oh my gosh, now my mentality is ruined for the day. Uh, always be thinking about what are these little things that I can do to push my mentality forward. And so if you pick up a way lighter weight than you think and you get to go up, that's a lot more exciting than picking up a weight that's too heavy and having to go down. That's so true. That literally happened to me last week. I was like, <laughs> oh, look at me. I can shoulder press more than that. Yeah. Don't mind me. <laughs> and it's so encouraging. So think about those things. Those are really help of those small little things of just choosing that smaller weight helped with your mentality of moving it forward than moving backwards. Hey guys, if you're listening to this and learning a lot, I absolutely love to hear it, but maybe you feel like you can't apply it perfectly. No worries. We got an app for that. Go ahead and check the show notes or the description box, and there will be a link to go and check out the Physique Development Training Club. This is an app that is going to give you exactly what you need to progress within training with three, four, and five-day splits, as well as home and gym options, complete with a timer in there, videos to the training and everything else you need to be successful. So can't wait to hear how much you love it. So once they get in and they, they're starting moving and they're being able to do some training, um, they they don't get back to full intensity. You said, should I start doing some jumping movements and um, some like deadlifts or what, what should that look like when it comes to training, even if I'm going light? So even when you're back to the point where you're, you're like, all right, cool, I got connected to my core. I feel good there. I've been doing some movements. I feel good there. I'm ready to go back to the gym. Now what? So we want to still take things slow, take things light, but I like to always recommend we don't touch a barbell for a little bit still. Um, you don't want to have too much backloading. Um, you don't want to have like front squatting and that could be putting a lot of pressure on your pelvic floor. Even though you're feeling better, maybe you have no incontinence, you're not peeing when you sneeze, all of that stuff, but we still want to just be cautious with how we're loading your body as a whole. Um, so going slow with those things, using dumbbells or machines will be great for at least three, four weeks, just depending on biofeedback once again. Um, and no, just jumping, sprints, all that kinds of stuff. We start slow with movements like that too. If you're someone who likes to do like plyos for fun or goes to f45 or orange theory that's fantastic um but you still have to ease into those things with starting slow if you're a runner you want to go very very light maybe some slow jogs for a few minutes at a time like i said if you're someone who likes plyos we start slow with just some low boxes some lateral step ups will be a good way to start there without just hauling ass into that. And you're not just going to go doing like barbell squats, barbell deadlifts. We could do like some dumbbell RDLs, some really slow things like that, or like some dumbbell goblet squats are a great place to start too. Um, but yeah, we really want to still be cautious and be very intentional with what we're doing, regardless of if we're in the gym, increasing weight or not. It's still something to where take your time, do the boring, slow things first. And then the fun stuff will come. Yes. And just to talk on your experience a little bit, I know we said that obviously your center of gravity is going to be changing here. But when you first got into the gym and you were doing movements that you were used to that you had done throughout pregnancy and done for years and years beforehand, what did it feel like with this? Okay, now my body is different postpartum. What did it feel like going through those same exercises? And again, you're a personal trainer. You've done them a million times. You know how to do them. Did it feel... 
still feel so different with this different body? Yes, it felt, it was, I don't even, it's just like a surreal feeling. It's not anything that like hurts or anything like that. I mean, it could be uncomfortable for some women, but being able to, let's say, like go from, cause I, I did some barbell squats up until like 38 weeks pregnant. It wasn't heavy or anything, but I was fine to do them engaging my core and stuff like that. But I remember the first time I put a barbell on my back, I probably didn't do it till four months postpartum because Mm -hmm. that's how slow I was. And I was a little scared, but that's okay. Um, once I did that, I remember being like, Oh shit. Like I was a little bit wobbly. I had to really think about my core more than I had ever had to think about my core while squatting in my life. Um, that's just one thing. And I remember doing like some RDLs that fell off, um, and using like the trap bar. I've grown to like really enjoy the trap bar throughout pregnancy because it would take the pressure off of my back in comparison to like some other movements and even getting in that, I was like, Oh gosh. So it's just uncomfortable. I guess you could use a good word to say that. And it just takes time to really move slow through those and starting with like barbell when that time does come once again was a little little kick to my ego but it really paid off in the long run to where now I'm not back squatting what I used to but it has come to the point where like okay I can do like 135 145 comfortably again without having to be constantly worried about my core constantly worried about engaging my pelvic floor because I took that time to really ease into the movements rather than just bypassing everything and getting to them ASAP. Yeah. And one note I want to make here is this can be a beneficial time to continue using home workouts. Like Katie said, whether it's you're still figuring out your routine with your um, baby or you're, you're nursing and you have to be home, but it also gives you space to go through this time without an added expectation from someone else. I know personally from going to commercial gyms and as someone who's competed, so my body weight has changed drastically, people at those gyms will make comments of how I look or what my weight is. And I thankfully have been able to stay in a pretty positive headspace about it because I understand what my mission and what my goal is. And some rando from the gym who doesn't know what my life goals are isn't going to, or I'm gonna make sure that they don't like impact my mentality too, too much. But if you're in a place and it's like maybe like Katie, you've been at the gym, people know you, they can recognize you. And now you're going in and doing things completely different. This is where you can either okay, maybe I am still going to train at home, or maybe I'm going to go into a group fitness room if no one's in there. Maybe I'm going to get into a corner and just kind of do my own thing, make sure I'm going when maybe it's not as busy, if these are possible options for you, just to, again, give yourself some more space. Because if you have that added of, oh my gosh, I don't look pregnant anymore, so then maybe someone just thinks I'm overweight, or maybe someone thinks I don't know what I'm doing, or this person's seen me here before lifting so much more, or now I'm getting self conscious because I used to be the strong female in the gym and this, I really loved being this positive influence. And now I'm this girl using really small weights over here. If that is all going to impact your mentality, take inventory of that and do what you can to give yourself some extra space to experience that instead of forcing yourself into a situation that might not be the best for your mentality, even if your body is physically ready for it. So just something to keep 
in mind because I know it's hard, especially if you're a regular at a gym and people do see you of being having those comments made about your weight, your size, or what you're doing and someone not understanding the context. So if you understand the context, you can always hold that tight to you of I know why I'm doing this, but it doesn't make it always easier. So being able to make it easier on yourself where you can can be something beneficial throughout this time so that when you're going slow, you're not getting also all of these outside opinions or thoughts. You're still able to focus on what you need to do. Yeah, I seriously love that you said that because I just had a conversation with Zach about that probably like two weeks ago because I'll still, even now, a year and a half postpartum, I'll still be like, well, I'm not as strong as I was or I don't look as X, Y, and Z as I used to look before I had a baby. And it still gets me some days because like you said, I mean, you go to this gym, people know who you are. You're like the trainer. Like, yeah, I used to post all this cool looking like lifting videos on Instagram and stuff like that. And now it's like, okay, I'm still like kind of strong, but in just comparison to what I used to be, I guess you could say it's still hard. And being able to really just have those conversations or maybe even just be honest with yourself and accept that, hey, maybe you're not as strong anymore, but that's okay because you are still getting stronger or you are still working towards gaining that strength back and using it as a little bit of motivation when the time comes, I think has also been, once again, a huge mindset shift for me too. Uh, But I love that you brought that up because that is so true. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So with that, if you have other questions about training and getting into it, please make sure that you get those over to us, whether you are watching this on uh, YouTube and being able to comment below uh, or if If you are listening to this on any podcast platform, in the show notes, there should be a form so you can ask any extra questions because if there are a ton of questions that you guys still need answered, after we do the nutrition episode, we might do a wrap-up with the rest of your questions to make sure that we do provide the information that you need here. Uh, But we can't get extremely specific because, as we mentioned at the beginning, it does depend on a lot of different factors. And so to be able to get more specific, that's where a coach is going to come into play of being able to know your circumstance, your goal, as well as your body and where it's at and where it needs to go and be able to give you those more specifics and actionable items to go through. So if you are interested in working with Katie or we do have other perinatal uh, coaches on staff that are more than willing to help you, then we will have that inquiry link in the show notes or in the description box, depending on where you're watching this, um, because we would absolutely love to give you that guidance. So I would love, Katie, before we close out this podcast, to give kind of what are the things that clients specifically or her specifically have vocalized from working with a coach that's been beneficial throughout this time frame um, of directly postpartum? So a few things that I can think of from clients that are postpartum right now and things that we're working through, um, a lot of them come down to mindset again. So I am thinking of one client in particular who is probably about six or seven months postpartum now. And I just remember seeing in her check-in form a couple of times, like, I am so glad that I have you to remind me of like some realistic expectations or to just remind me like, hey, my body is still changing or hey, I'm still breastfeeding. I may not be able to do things that I used to do. And those are just great to have in the back of your mind and have someone to remind you of while going through this transition period. Because like we spoke on earlier, 
we're going to be harder on ourselves. And especially going through this time frame where you're already probably feeling a little bit emotional and stressed, adding on the stress of having to get your body maybe to a place to where you feel comfortable in and you wanting it to happen ASAP and having someone there to be like, okay, it's all right if we slow down. It's all right if it doesn't go as planned this week because your baby didn't sleep rather than you kind of feeling defeated or something like that in this period, because it's already hard enough on you. So taking away those expectations or figuring out a plan or how you're going to get your body healed helps so much for a lot of these moms and just myself as well. It helps so much to kind of just eliminate those expectations, take the guesswork out of it and just get myself healed and then back into the gym. Yeah. And I'll add one more that I often hear, whether it's from Katie's clients or from my own clients, is just being able to give an excuse to focus on themselves. Uh, Because when you sign up for coaching, you're making a commitment to doing something. And then you also have that accountability within checking in. And oftentimes, as we've discussed, new moms, you can get lost in not only your identity being a mom, but your identity not being in yourself. And so being able to have an excuse or a reason to really commit to yourself and still make yourself a priority because you are a priority as a mom. In order to be the best mom that you can be and show up for your child the absolute best, show up for your partner, but show up for yourself is by taking care of yourself. And you cannot pour from an empty cup. And so it gives a lot of moms of this external uh, validation and this external excuse of I need to show up for myself and I need to do these things for myself because I will say it is just so extremely important to do these things. And it's a lot easier when you do have that accountability and that excuse instead of letting kind of those other excuses overshadow of, well, I need to take care of the baby. I need to do this. I need to do this. And you put yourself on the back burner time and time again, and you never are able to show up for yourself. And that's where a lot of resentment happens, um, not only towards your spouse, but towards yourself or towards the situation, as well as you, again, are emptying your cup time and time again and not refilling it. So that's just something I like to mention because it can feel like, well, I need to focus on the baby, but I'm sure Katie can mirror this, uh, that if you do not focus on yourself, you cannot pour into the aspects that you want to as much as you do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That is all she got. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Perfect. Well, like I said, ask those questions. We're more than happy to answer them. And we will be having a third part to this podcast going over nutrition, what that looks like within breastfeeding and nursing, um, and what that structure is and what we put in place for our physique development clients. If you are interested in working with Coach Katie or another coach on staff, we will have that inquiry link below. But I hope that this was helpful for you and just being able to validate where your headspace is at and that you are able to keep those pillars of time and grace um, at the forefront and being able to show up for yourself in the ways that you need to. So thank you guys so much for joining and we'll catch you in the next one. Hey guys, Austin here. Thank you again for listening into the episode. It means a lot. If you can, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave the podcast a five-star review. This does help us grow and be found by others. Also, just wanted to mention, if you guys are interested in free education based around training and nutrition, be sure to check out physiquedevelopment.com backslash free education, where you will find free downloads, videos, articles, etc. No strings attached. 
again. Thank you. Chat soon.